good. Backdoor cover. Let's go. Monday, January 14th. We're back from the divisional round. We're barreling towards the championship round. I'm producer Mike. I'm here with Brad Key. What's good? What's good, man? That was a dramatic entry. Thank you. You really did it today. Man, some real football this weekend. I like some football. Football was fun. Four games. They were entertaining. What was your favorite? Uh, Not the Cowboys. No, that was not fun. Uh, Yeah, they got their ass spanked, man. And the Saints game was probably the best game of the four, but I did not enjoy it. I was quite nervous. And uh, not really for any reason other than I I like the Saints. Yeah. But uh, I thought Big Dick Nick was going to come back there at the end, trailing by six with the ball in his hands. Um, Good football. We should have two great games next week, too. But quick announcements. We will be back on Thursday to preview the championship games. And also, you should go to RowdyGentleman.com, where we're running sales on top of our sales. Have you ever heard of such a thing? I have not. We're calling it sale on sale. Oh, I've heard of something like this. Oh, you have? Let's go. I've never even heard of it before. Really? It's crazy. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. It's what happens when you drop a sale on top of another sale. So all sale items are further discounted. All you have to do is use promo code SALE25. When you go to the site, you see it. So actually, when you go there, you see a picture of our man, Condog. Condog's the best. There he is. He was just talking to us in here. Uh, He's looking off into the distance. Yeah, he's wearing a Yippie Kaye t-shirt. It's a good t-shirt. It's got an armadillo on it. Where the hell is he in that picture? I don't know, but it's Grand Canyons. Yeah. RowdyGentleman.com. RowdyGentleman.com. Use promo code SALE25. Go get some merch. There's some really good stuff, good designs, comfortable t-shirts. You'll like it. You know? Their stuff's good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's get to these games. We'll start with the first game. All right, the first game of the week was the Chiefs uh, smoking Indy, basically. Final score, 31-13 at Arrowhead. Uh, there was snow. I love football in the snow. How do you feel about football in the I'm snow? I'm about it, man. It's playoff football. Snow's about, like, it's just, uh, it it signifies that time of year. It's good shit. It just feels good. just feels right. Even oh. in the playoffs. Um, Chiefs started hot early, and their defense really played a great game, really shut down. Uh, Andrew Absolutely. Luck and the Colts. Yeah, it was a total difference maker. Like you, I didn't see the defense coming. I thought it was going to be an offensive kind of shootout, and Casey's defense showed up and whipped that ass. Uh, well, the Chiefs all season long have been a much different team at home and on the road. Yeah, specifically with their defense, their their offense has traveled. Their defense has been much, much, much better at home, and they were excellent. I mean, they really shut down uh, the Colts in a way that. We haven't. They, the Colts had won ten of eleven and had really been on a roll. They came out super hot against the Texans a week ago and just stomped them. Uh, and then the uh, the Colts or the Chiefs basically did the uh, the exact same thing to the Colts this week. Yeah, and the other matchup that I had kind of we both talked about we featured uh, last week was a matchup of running backs where we thought Marlon Mack kind of had the edge uh, for Indy versus Damian Williams of Kansas City, and it was a complete opposite. Uh, Damian went for 129 yards and a touchdown, kind of just really owned the game versus Marlon Mack struggled. Uh, nine carries, 46 yards. The team as a whole, uh, Indianapolis, had 87 total rushing yards. So, like, that was kind of what we were not expecting, the opposite of what yeah, we had Yeah, I think we've really underestimated the Chiefs' running game. Uh, they've seen actual, uh, since, uh, what's his name, got kicked Kareem off the team. Kareem Hunt, yeah. Kareem Hunt got kicked off the team. They've seen almost no downturn in 
in their production in the running game since then. But the team is like less effective, and I think it's because they were getting less respect. Like there was people were more kind of anxious about playing versus Kareem Hunt because he had kind of bigger playability. But that was what I thought leading up to this game, and that's why I kind of had penciled in Marlon Mack as the the better of the two options. But, yeah, man, this game was kind of a different story altogether. Yeah, the Chiefs ran it, and they've been running it. So it's impressive. And, uh, you know, Andy Reid, we can make – everybody's made a thousand jokes about how he's fat yeah, and how he looks like a walrus and the Kool-Aid man and how he doesn't know how to call timeouts in a close game and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottom line is – Andy Reid knows how to run an offense, and they have, they are doing stuff. They're doing things with misdirection, with um, the threat of Mahomes, with with the threat of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is insane, yeah. man. He just doesn't even like. He looks like he's playing a different game than the rest of those dudes. Like he'll be sprinting, and they'll be sprinting. The defender will be sprinting with him, and then like he just goes faster. Like he it's doesn't. Insane. He never hits a top speed. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah, and so when you got weapons like that, I guess it makes it easier to run the ball. You just you know, I I'm just very impressed with the Chiefs. They this, look they look really good, and they get to play at home. They won their first home playoff game since 1993. Joe Montana was their quarterback the last time they had won a playoff <laughs> game at home at Arrowhead. Ouchie. And now they get to host a uh, playoff game, which I don't know an AFC championship, which I'm not sure if they. I don't think they ever had. I don't think so either. It's the his in the first in the history of uh, Arrowhead, maybe in the history of the Super Bowl era. I guess it must be. Yeah. So Micah and I went to Mizzou, and so all of our our fraternity brothers are Kansas City or were St. Louis fans. Now they're all Kansas City fans. And the, the text thread that's going around right now is everybody talking about getting tickets for this weekend's game. And um, the guy who won our whole league is actually buying. I think what did he say? The ticket price was like four twenty five a pop. Yeah, ticket. he bought five hundred dollar tickets a piece, but that's uh, how, because yeah. he's gonna sit in the club level because he's like, I can't go sit outside. Uh, I would do the same, man. And it's, then it's like eighteen degrees. Somebody outside. said, it's "How like, much are they?" And he's like four ninety five. So obviously he's flexing. Everybody said, "Whoa, hey, rich guy!" And he was like, "I'm just using the money that you guys gave me because I won our fantasy league, which makes cold. me angry." And it's about right. It was a good. It was a. Uh, it was a nice clap back. By it him. really was a flex. But looking forward, the championship game in uh, in Kansas City, and we'll we'll do our preview on Thursday. But on Sunday evening, the Chiefs are a three-point favorite uh, against the Patriots. The forecasts are brutally cold. The game time temperatures model anywhere from negative 5 degrees to 10 degrees. An Arctic blast is centered right over Arrowhead Stadium. That's what the six-day forecast looks like. Now, obviously, that could change. But So this is the reason our friend Bert, who in addition to uh, winning our league, is a tremendous prick and a pussy, uh, <laughs> won't sit outside, but is going to sit in the club level and pay $1,000 for it. I'd rather go to Napa or some shit, but you know that's Bert. He's doing his thing. Uh, so shouts. I'm to proud Bert. of you, Bert. Do your thing, player. Yeah, you're still a pussy though, Bert. You're the best. You real men sit outside in this weather, but uh, cold, 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 cold in Kansas City. Obvious, obviously, the Patriots are used to playing in the weather, so that shouldn't be a major. I mean, it'll be fun to watch, but I don't think that's going to have a huge outcome on the game. But that's a that's a discussion for Thursday. Uh, the second game on Saturday, the Cowboys got beat. Uh, by the Rams, thirty to twenty-two in L.A. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Because I've got a bunch. Yeah, um, the first thing that like jumped off the off the screen to me was the Cowboys' super stout run defense didn't really show up. I mean, they showed no, up, they but they got ran over. Yeah. Um, C.J. Anderson had one hundred twenty-three yards. Todd Gurley had one hundred fifteen. The team itself. The, the Rams had 273 rushing yards and three touchdowns uh, at a 5.7 average clip 
for like team wide, like not just one guy. Every t- every person who ran the ball collectively, it was for five point seven yards per carry, which is super rough, man. Um, yeah, that's kind of like my first initial like the thing that kind of stuck out to me the most. Where are you at? A couple things. The Cowboys got beat. They this wasn't the Cowboys didn't play poorly. They actually had a chance at the end of the game. Um, which is surprising, but the Rams are just a better team. The, I mean, the Rams really are good. good. The Rams have studs. I think they're good at home. I don't think they're a great ro- like road team, but especially at home, like you're up for something if you're going against them at home. Well, we'll find out this week as they head to New Orleans again. We'll talk about that later. But um, I thought they were. I thought the Rams are good. The Rams have studs, and as you said, the Cowboys' run defense has been excellent all season long. Yeah, and so it was uh, surprising to see them just stop them out. The other thing I would say about the Rams. The Rams are well coached, and I know jumping on Sean McVay's bandwagon and his dick uh, isn't. Everybody does that at this point, but the reality is, like that offense, especially, and the defense. Wade Phillips has always been an excellent defense coordinator, right? And so they they do they do the right things on defense, and McVay uh, apparently calls every play. He's in in the he's in uh, Jared Goff's ear. They just do a lot of things that are really interesting to me yeah. like in the first half they moved really they they beat the cowboys they really gashed the cowboys on the run game with like quick counts just run up to the line breaking the huddle snapping the ball go and it, it seemed like that tempo sort of messed with the cowboys and then the other thing that i noticed that they do is they've got misdirection going on every play yeah if you just watch the, there's somebody step into the right and then they go left they the a guard pulls one way they run the other like there it wasn't it seemed like they beat the Cowboys more with coaching than with uh, just pure bulliness. If right, that makes with sense. talent. With talent. Right. Because if it was just talent, C.J. Anderson, who was on his couch four weeks ago, wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't have led the game. He like went all rushers. On yeah, the he game. wouldn't have been dropped by two teams already this season. Yeah. Um, but they get him going in ways. And he, I mean, that dude, uh, I saw somebody tweet that it, the Cowboys are getting beat by Daniel Cormier right now because he just looks like Cormier, just like big fat. Not fat, but just like big. He's a big dude. He's a pretty heavy. He bat. looked like Daniel Cormier with with pads on. He looked um, like the fastest motherfucking Daniel. But yeah, Cormier. he had some yeah. fucking burst. Uh, I mean, it's impressive. And I just think that the you know it seemed like a lot of the time he wasn't breaking a tackle with line of scrimmage. He wasn't having to to be touched until five yards downfield, and then he'd run over somebody when that guy that big big bastard with the uh, <laughs> bowling ball style is just right. You know, ready to go. So. Uh, I was very impressed by their game plan. Yeah, and uh, you know, just just everything that they did. Yeah, and then they make then they made plays down the stretch to ice it. I mean, golf running on third and seventh to pick up the that yard, uh, the yardage. They don't make mistakes. The Cowboys make penalties. The Cowboys are uh, just not the Cowboys are are a team that has glaring weaknesses. Yeah, and hopefully the Cowboys can fix that. As a Cowboys fan, I don't know. They don't have a first round pick. Um. And Scott Linehan is a terrible offense coordinator. The last two years, the Cowboys have averaged 21 points per game. I think he just got re-signed as their OC, right? Did I read that headline correctly? Uh, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. Uh, I thought it was on ESPN this morning. But he probably will. Anyways, uh, yeah, the only other thing that kind of sticks out to me with Los Angeles, with L.A., is that defense they have is so top-heavy with, like, really good talent, but talent that's kind of middle-aged to kind of later in their careers um a lot of their defensive backs are 
Um, yeah. And then some of their like, yeah, bunch. I, I, in fact, like the majority the of the really Peters, like all those guys. Yeah, the the high ticket names are kind of like the hitting into their twilight of their career, and like behind them, I don't think that there's much talent at all. So I think that they're really like dependent on those guys being fresh and able to go. And when they're they're fresh and able to go, like after a two week break, I think they're gonna come out and really break some face. But uh, I, I think that's kind of what happened here. So we'll see if they can. Uh, can kind of string a few uh, weeks together and, and have that intensity going into the Saints game. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, we said before the game, the, the Cowboys' recipe for success is run the ball, dominate the time of possession, mm. get ahead, and just shorten the game. And the Cowboys did a great job in the first quarter. Uh, they were up 7-3 at the end of the quarter. Yeah, They got they were up 7-6 at the end of, uh, you know, not the end, but after the, the Rams had long drives but came short of the end zone. And, I mean, I was telling everybody, it's an A+. plus. The yardage shouldn't stop the Cowboys. It's points on the board. The Cowboys did well. Uh, but as soon as they got behind, the team just really – and I everybody says Dak Prescott isn't a great passer. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I think he's a, he's a good passer. He's got one wide receiver right now. That's it. I think he's certainly, like, sufficient. I, th- I think he's probably above average. And I mean, like you're saying, right, He's he's got one good uh, receiver. The Cowboys, we, they can't play from behind right now. So mm-hmm. if they can go out and get a couple guys that can help them do that, that would be better. But yeah. right now, it was pretty pretty predictable, I would say. Zeke um, had a pretty tough game, man. Yeah, and, twenty and carries, the, you bottle up that yards. running game, and and you know, yeah, Zeke forty seven yards on twenty carries, that's, not great. Man, I just don't even think talent goes far enough to bottle up Zeke. Like I think that's game plan and talent. Uh, yeah, hats off to uh, Los Angeles. They they showed up. Yeah. Uh, then the early game Sunday. Patriots 41, Chargers 28. This game was, I think it was 35 to 7 before half. Not really a whole lot to say here other than what I said before. You can't bet against Bill Belichick really ever, but especially in that game. He's now 12 and 1 in divisional round games at home, which is fucking insane. They're in the AFC title game for the eighth year in a row. It's just, you give Bill Belichick two or three weeks because they weren't playing a meaningful game in week 17. They're just going to to figure you out and stomp you out. They fucking murdered these dudes. It was like a totally different team than I've seen from New New England all year. It's like they they're like I I'm trying to think of what I can liken their team to. It's like uh, some of these older basketball teams who like basically sit their stars out like every two games so that they can have rest and be healthy for the end of the year. It's like Brady kind of like played like three quarters or half speed basically for the whole year just trying to get a one seed and then they show up and like gas it and nobody's even expecting them to come out and kick ass like that like I don't know that's kind of what it felt like it just didn't even look like the same team that we've seen all year they they showed up and were like the Patriots from 2014 or something Um, yeah yeah I mean the first drive they would go 14 plays seven minutes 11 seconds to just and they ran the ball uh James White ran it 45 yards on five or no had four catches for four or five catches for 45 yards on the first drive. Jesus. I mean, it's just the same old shit. Uh, plus they have Sony Michelle who is a, he's a stud. He's a legit first round running back, but he didn't look like it all year. He would, but like, he kind made, of struggled to get going. And then he shows up here, has 24 carries for like 120 yards, last, uh, three Sunday. touchdowns, 40 was as long. They showed up and just curb stomp these dudes. And it was, it's just so hard to predict something like that. Like, 
this is not what I was expecting at all. And uh, I mean, that's kind of why I rode with the Chargers. I was expecting them to be able to kind of slow down Tom Brady. And he shows up and goes 34 for 44 for 343 yards. Like, you're not going to, you just don't have a chance. And then on top of that, Melvin Gordon has nine carries for 15 yards. Like, (laughs) that's like the. It's just like hard to imagine that being the yeah. scenario. Like you Pat can't win. Pat scored touchdowns that. on their first four drives. The first NFL team to do that in a playoff game since 2003. So that's pretty fucking good. And I mean, uh, Brady started 15 for 19. So they they didn't get any pressure on Brady, and Brady just got comfortable. It's just like you said. I mean, they he had the first seven minutes to, to warm up, and then they scored the next uh three drives touchdowns on all four of them so the game was over at that point game was really over at 21 7 but certainly at 28 7 i can't um, remember what the the stat was but i i read somewhere it was like at the half like the patriots had more touchdowns scored than the chargers had first downs or something like something <laughs> ridiculous that. like that yeah. I, I don't think that was the exact statistic but it was something in that line in that same vein and like that really kind of gives you a feel for what this was, which was a fucking was an boat race. Yeah. And of course, once you get Bill, if Belichick knows you're going to be one-dimensional, he is going to stomp you out. Like if if they get ahead, Belichick is going, and and they know you're going to pass. Belichick's going to figure you out. Like you're just not going to come back on them. Mm. Uh, that's not something that happens. So that's uh, and they plus the crowd was loud, the whole thing. But of course, they uh, traveled to Kansas City next week, which ought to be really good. Really good. Uh, the last game, Saints 20, Eagles 14. This was really uh, definitely the best game of the week, I think, or the weekend. Mm. Uh, first play of scrimmage, the uh, Drew Brees gets picked off. Eagles go down and score. Eagles actually jumped up 14 to nothing in right. the game. Uh, this is a weird one, though. I mean, if you just tell me the defending Super Bowl champions are up 14 to nothing, you're, they're probably going to win that game. But it's it just felt like the Saints were always going to win the game until the end. I don't know. I or at least it, I never felt like the Saints were out of it when they were behind. And then as soon as they got ahead, I didn't feel like they were going to win. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know. I was very confused by this. But no, when I'm they were down you, fourteen, it's like saying. when a team jumps up when when LeBron was playing for the Heat or when somebody's playing against. Uh, Golden State. Yeah, right. And they're down 16 at halftime. And I mean, they could rip off like and four like, or threes oh, in a row dead. in the back, right? If they're any other team, they're even they're up 16 in the third quarter, you think the game is over against most teams. But they're like, not only do you think they can win, you, you think sure. they're going to win. Yeah. That's how it felt when the Saints were down 14 nothing. Um, but then, and the crowd got rowdier and rowdier and rowdier, and they got the momentum. Um, but then the fourth quarter was pretty nerve-wracking if you're a Saints fan. Uh, they miss a 52-yard field goal that would have put them up nine. With three and minutes covered. left. Yeah, with three minutes left. And then you're thinking, well, shit, Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick's about to go down here and score a touchdown and win the game. And uh, he doesn't because he gets picked off on a ball that um, flies off his receiver's hands. And uh, Alshon Jeffrey claims, he spoke to the media and said the loss was on me because he dropped the ball. Ball's picked off by the Saints. Saints win. Saints advance. A lot of people um, coming at him today, and it's like, I mean, I get it. There's a lot of emotion involved in this whole thing, but shit, man. That one mistake and play, it's not all on that guy. Uh, yeah, I feel a lot less, I'd feel a lot less anger towards him than I would towards the kicker for Chicago. Oh, let's be let's be. Did you see the clip from here. Rex Ryan this week that, that no. ESPN kept well, tweeting out? What do you out? do? 
Uh, they Rex asked is him, ignorant. They fuck. asked him last Monday, a week ago, yeah. like if he felt sorry for Parky, the, the Bears kicker that, that doinked the, the game winning field goal. He said, no, I don't feel sorry for that guy. It's his job to make the field goal. He missed it. That's 100% his fault. All he has to do is practice making field goals, and he missed. this. I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. And not that I feel sorry for Alshon Jeffrey, but I, I think, you know. Do you think uh, They still are... would have had to go another 30 yards to get in the end zone and, and kick an extra point. Wait, while we're on Rex Ryan, do you think that kickers are his favorite position because he likes feet? Perhaps he holds kickers to a higher I bet, standard. I bet he was real fired up when they were talking about Parky and his feet kicking footballs and that guy's a fucking maniac. Man, I love foot fetish guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, derail that, but I had to get that joke out there. Thank you. Thank you but, for But you know, me do I that. knew the Saints were going to win the game when they went on that 18-yard touchdown drive. Did you see this? They I think they actually gained like 118 yards on the drive yeah. because they had so many penalties and they just went down and scored. It, it it was like watching Golden State. Like you know they're getting to score a touchdown. You know Golden State's going to go on a 12-0 run and hit four threes in a row. Like That's just something that's absolutely going to happen. If they're Golden State, Drew Brees is Curry, and Michael Thomas is Kevin Durant, and they're going off. Thomas had 12 receptions, 171 What's yards What's that make Elvin Kamara? He's he's uh, Clay Thompson, dog. Okay. All right. And then the whole— uh, Yeah, it was actually a 22-play, 112-yard drive, although it was officially 18 plays, 92 yards. Pretty amazing. I mean— they're so, great, man. Yeah, they're good, and they get to play at home. That is a rowdy crowd. New Orleans is going to be is going to be hyped. Uh, I can't wait to see what kind of bullshit motivational tactics their, their defense pulls out this fucking week. showed up. The Saints got a nasty defense, man. Um, yeah, and also like the the Philly offense, like first half, first second half is just like night and day difference between what they were able to do, like coming out in the beginning, they're scoring those points, no problem. They don't touch, they don't put a point on the board after the first quarter, but like. Especially like in the second and third, or the third and the fourth, like it just they really couldn't get anything going. So, um, props to uh, that New Orleans defense, and uh, man, they're 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 really good, man. I'm I'm excited for uh, for the matchup with uh, Los Angeles next week. It's two like really high power offenses, and um, we'll see if LA can travel. Yeah, we'll find out. I I it, I think it'll be entertaining. That seems like uh, that's going to be. An exciting high-scoring game, indeed. So it should be should be fun. That's the early game, I think, and then the AFC game is the late game, which ought to be fun too in the cold. So yeah, they got I, Patriots of the. Evening, I think yeah. it's pretty clear these are the four best teams in football, and they've pretty much been the four best teams all season. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I mean, and this is kind of who you would have expected to make it this far. Um, it's chalk, right? It's all ones. It's all one versus two. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm impressed with all all four of these teams played well, and. Uh, it should be a lot of fun on Sunday. We'll be watching. So we will be back Thursday. We're going to talk some other sports. We will preview these games. We'll pick them. Um, and we'll also talk uh, some other news yeah. from around the league. Since we did news last Tuesday, there haven't been any new coaches hired. Um, the uh, the Browns have new offensive and defense coordinators. Gary Kubiak apparently is interviewing with Jacksonville. Things are That's a weird situation we can maybe talk about a little bit on Thursday. Uh, but until then... In the words of me, mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.